When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard! Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me five dollars for the whiskey, seventy-five dollars for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger, I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it today. Michael Rappaport, what up, man? You, you say that for all the guests? All the guests, man. Yeah, it's repetitive. People like it, but it's I mean it. I mean it. I mean it. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I only say it if I really do like you. If I didn't like you, I wouldn't say it. But you say you say it for all the guests. Yeah, you'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> so today, uh, I want to talk to Rap about a bunch of stuff, but uh, <clears throat> let me start off. Let's start off hot. You got okay. you got blocked by LeBron. LeBron blocked you this morning or last night? Sometime in the last 24 hours, LeBron James blocked On Twitter. Me. Tell us why. Well, I'm not sure why. I mean, listen. I love athletes. I love sports. I'm a humongous fan. Yeah. Now, whether I love your, love you, uh, love your team. Right or root for you or not, I have nothing but respect for it for athletes. So, listen, Tom Brady, I could sit here and say he's a fucking this, he's a fucking that, but I also say he's the best quarterback ever. Yeah. Like, it's not personal. Right. It's it's like... It's just talking shit. It's talking shit, and like, you know, sport, it's it's like sports are like, are like Avengers movies. Sports are like Batman and Robin. Sports are like classic good guys or bad guys and you make whoever you want to be the good guy and you right. make whoever you want to be the bad guy tom right. brady is obviously if you're not a, a, a patriots fan he's the perfect bad guy right. whereas like Derek jeter was also the perfect bad guy if you're not a yankee fan or lebron james is the perfect bad guy if you're not a whoever fucking team he's on right. kobe was a great bad guy you're either rocking with him or right. not right so why I got Le blocked by LeBron James? I mean, there's two things that happened with me and LeBron. First, well, there's three things. First, when I first met him, nice to meet you, sir. Big fan of yours, sir. All this shit. And then for some reason, before I got into the shit-talking sports media podcast, before podcasts were even popping, right? Um, uh, uh, he, he was rude to, to my kids. He was rude to me when I was trying to introduce him to my kids. Why, he like brushed him off? He, yeah, he brushed him off. And wow. it wasn't in a restaurant. It wasn't in a bathroom. It was it was blatant. I don't wow. know. I've heard. That's that's a mean ass shit. And, 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 and it was blatant. And it wasn't like he didn't. It was, they Set remember. Set the scenario. Where were we at? Where was at it? At the NBA uh, Celebrity All-Star Game. So we were out where like you're out. It's for the kids. Yes, celebrity for the kids. weekend is for the for fucking the kids. kids. Yeah. And I had seen him years, you know, for the first few years of career. Nice to meet you, sir. What's up, Mike? Big fan, big fan, all this shit. It's rude to my kids. And I was like, my my kids' faces drop. They don't ask for selfies. They right. don't ask for, they'll, they'll, they want a pound. Just a little dab, that's, that's it. That's it. They've been around the NBA. I've been around the NBA for years. Never has this happened. So I was like, this motherfucker. And then, as a fan, the whole big three thing going to Miami, I was like, this right. is bullshit. Yeah. 
And then in 2007, but that was just for me as a fan. Because how can you not like LeBron, especially when he first came into the league? He's like the boy one. Well, I mean, it was, I mean, there's there hasn't been anything like that in so long. Someone that's so athletically dominant, more than a basketball player. He was just a fucking raw athlete. And we he haven't was, seen that in forever. No, and he was he was young, and the, the whole story was great. So then in 2017, we're in 2019, it was two years ago, it was Kevin Durant's first year with the Warriors. I was in Cleveland doing some stuff with the NBA because I've always had a, a relationship with the NBA. I've done stuff with the NBA, done stuff for the NBA, and I'm a humongous fan. 2017, I was at Game 3 in Cleveland, my first time in Cleveland. The Warriors were up two games to nothing. Yes. It was the third game. I was expecting them to sweep. Sure. Okay. I think a lot of people were. So um, because I was expecting a sweep and I was a guest in Cleveland, because I thought, well, if they're going to sweep, we have to clean up. I brought a broom to the game. <laughs> and because, you know, like, I felt like I was being polite. Like, right. So I brought a right. broom to the game in Cleveland and uh, Quick Alone's Arena. And I had, you know, I was there with the NBA and uh, I was down courtside before the game. And, you know, by the time I went to my seat, which was, wasn't like very close seat, it was like sort of in the press press area I had gotten my phone was blowing up from the NBA yo you need to get rid of that fucking broom they're filing a complaint <laughs> LeBron's camp has complained oh, I was fuck. like oh literally it was like five minutes after it's like oh shit okay uh, I have this fucking gigantic broom it's like not like you could break it and throw it away because right. I, I went I went to a, 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 to a janitor a family I went to a family-owned Cleveland hardware store because I wanted to support Cleveland business again because I was there you go I was a guest in, in Cleveland right. and, and I wanted to you know and I got an oak wood it was like it wasn't like a shit broom it was no, like it wasn't a bullshit wood. broom you got I couldn't a real break fucking yeah it was like right. real thick wood a man broom so so anyway ever since that incident I've been on what I what was told to me as a no-fly zone with the NBA. Right. They blocked me. LeBron's camp. This is what it was told to me. Yo, they shut you down. Right. So I haven't done any NBA sanctioned shit since then. So because I still do sports stuff and because I didn't I didn't like the, the Cleveland they did wind up getting a, a, a gentleman sweep and then of course last year they they lost four four <laughs> yeah. games and they actually got the sweep. And all the other bullshit and the getting the coaches fired and all the fucking bullshit. Right. Uh, I talk my shit and right. it's gotten more than just the way I talk my shit about Brady but also I talk a lot of like I, I'll, I'll give him props and all the respect for all the Trump shit all the shit talking he does and all the philanthropy and opening the school like I, I'm not like crazy it's no, not no, like no. you acknowledge it you acknowledge so, it so so uh, anyway one of his one of his flunkies as I call them uh, <laughs> he, he said something to me on Twitter and LeBron liked it ah uh, is this flunky anybody we know or is it just some, some dude that's one around? of the guys that works at his company sure and LeBron liked it. Of course. So on today's podcast, I gave the full, on today's I Am Rappaport Stereo podcast, because, you know, podcasts are yeah, like yeah, assholes. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's yeah. got one. Yeah. You should check and it they out. they stink like shit. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I really, really gave the full Monty of right. my history with LeBron and really, I, I, I call it the, my finest hour. Right. I think it was my finest <laughs> shit-talking hour. So, and, and then, so then the... Uh, uh, somebody showed me, yo, you got blocked from LeBron. Damn. And I was like, that's kind of dope, though. It's kind of dope. That's acknowledgement from, you know, from one of the greatest basketball players to ever pick listen, up the ball. Listen, Andrew, I didn't come into this shit to make friends. You <laughs> no. know what I'm saying? I, I, didn't, I no. didn't come into this no, to make you didn't. friends. No, no, you didn't. Not I, I, I got enough friends. Have you made a lot of enemies in the NBA at all? Or is None. This, the first one? this is the only. Listen. I have no enemies in sports. Sure. I love the athletes. I'm, I, you know, I fuck with the big three. I know 
a lot of players personally. Right. I'm a fan. And even people that I've talked shit about when I've run into them, they'll, they they get it. Because it, it's they not know. personal. Right. Like, I'll, I'm talking shit, but I, the person who I talk shit the most about on social media and even in my stand-up is myself. Because you can't, sure. you can't uh, 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 talk shit without being able to take it. Yeah. Who, so, who, who takes it the best, do you think? Who do you talk shit about that takes it the best? Like the best talk shitting relationship that I see. Julian Edelman. Edelman takes it the best? That's my guy. Yeah? Yeah, because he knows I don't fuck with the Patriots. Right. And he knows I can't stand the Patriots. And I, I've, I've, I used to, before I actually met him, I used to fucking get on him. And I used to call him the fake Rudy and all this bullshit. <laughs> and we met and he's just cool as shit. He totally gets it. He gets it. And, uh, you know, we're friends now. And he came on my podcast and I was like, I, I thought I was like, I was a setup. Like I thought I was going to be jumped or something. He's going to fuck you up. Yeah. yeah. Who, who, who do you, who do you clown on secretly that you haven't gone public yet that you kind of want to, but he's too nice of a guy. Is there that guy? Cause there's a few guys that everyone has. You go, oh, I can't stand this shit about him. Mm. But I just don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to drown. No, him. I think that if, 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 if I, 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 I could even do it in a, in a friendly way. Right. You know, the shit talking with the sports because it comes, it, listen, there, in, in this world, there's so few things where you could actually have love and hate. Yeah. Like you love the Yankees. You right. hate the Red Sox. You're Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Right. So you, you know. You, but I think you have to come from a, a, a metro area where sports are so dominant. To, for, like we have the same, we have a lot of similarities in that fact that like sports to me was always everything. It meant the fucking world to me. And I have a lot of hatred for certain teams just because you grew up hating them now I meet kids from other cities they don't have that kind of thing it just didn't exist yeah. you know it was like you know they, they disliked other squads yeah, but they, yeah, were, yeah. they didn't give a fuck but it, like to us being a Chicago kid like the St. Louis Cardinals I, I, I hope all of them die of, can of, of horrible horrible cancer I don't give a fuck I fucking loathe the Cardinals I don't even like baseball I don't even I probably couldn't name five baseball players currently oh shit I love baseball but one of my favorite Probably my, my my most favorite thing in sports is when the Red Sox lose. Yeah, to yeah, this day. Yeah, sure. Now, I don't even like baseball. Right. I couldn't even tell you who they're losing to or who who fucked them. Right. It's just a nice to see them lose. But when the Boston Red Sox lose and baseball's like not even something I consider, it's a thrill. Right. Like right. I love it. Right. Like I get elation off it, and it's crazy because Boston sports is so successful, but they have no sense of humor about right. it. Right. Like right. we get it. Tom Brady's the best. We're never going to see another run like this in in, in, in in NFL history. No. Why do you take it so... Why, you got fucked a few times. Twice by the Giants. <laughs> you got fucked twice by the Giants. Just two times. Two times. Yeah. Just twice. That's it. You never beat us in a Super Bowl. We fucked you twice. <laughs> but 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 they it's, it's like they lose sight of all the wins. Yeah, they can't. When I bring up the fucking right, they're weird. They're like the, they're like people that read all the internet comments. You have a thousand that like you, and the one that talks shit, they only pay attention. That the Patriots will only pay attention to the people that hate on them. They they forget the fact. that they're Do they so not love their dominant. fans? Do they not listen to their fans? They, they don't, don't appreciate. No, they, they don't they, appreciate their fucking no, fans. They don't. They, they don't. only want to hear the hate. Right. Right. That's, that's the only thing is. they acknowledge. Right. They live for it. Yeah, they love that shit. So anyway, so that's the little. Thing. Right, right, um, right. And uh, you think he'll unblock you at any time, or no? This is going to continue. You think for a while until you do something public to make up for it. You think he's waiting for you? There's no public. I, I, I've done enough in public. Yeah. I've already acknowledged all the great things. What the fuck? You know what's crazy about sports? Yeah. We could sit here and talk about no about LeBron. We could talk about Jeter. I understand why people would hate Jeter. Um, uh, Patriots fans understand why you would hate fucking Tom Brady. Um, and Kobe, you understand why he was hated. But LeBron, if you talk shit about him, you're a hater. 
Right. Why is that, you think? Who the fuck knows? You think it's because his image is so squeaky clean and other, those because other guys didn't I, have that? I don't know what it is. Because well, all those other guys you named didn't have... Kobe never had a squeaky clean image. Neither no. did Jeter. You know what I mean? And Brady... Jeter had it. When he played, his image was... Yeah, I know, but he had a lot of people helping him out to make sure that he stayed on the up and up. But you know it what I mean? was... I'm saying when he played... Like, of course you're going to hate him. He's the best player on yes. the best yes. team. Yes. I get that shit. He's a shit. fucking vacuum. No, no one was better than him. And he's good looking. He's fucking everything. Of yes. course you're going to yes. hate him. So I get that. But with LeBron, people are like, you're a hater. I'm like, fucking hater? Because he plays for the Cleveland fucking, the Browns. <laughs> he, he played for the Miami Heat. Like, intrinsically, as a New York Knicks fan, I'm never going to fuck with the Heat. Right. And then who the fuck likes Cleveland except for, you're from Chicago. I mean, this is a Yeah, we a don't like those, We hate those motherfuckers. I mean, I, what we did to them in the World Series says everything to me. That was like one of the greatest, one of the greatest things in the world. To, we don't really give a fuck about Ohio as, as a Chicago, and it never really meant anything to us. I mean, forever, what what was the Cavs? What were the Browns? They were nothing. There were no competition. Right? Nothing. And now the Indians had had a great had a great run at getting becoming a great ball club. So we started to kind of shit on them and hate them, but they still aren't people that we give a fuck about. They they're not our competition. Not even know? acknowledge. No, like and no. the, the you, it's like you just know something's going to go wrong with this Cleveland Browns football team. Sure. Somehow some way. It has to. Something's going to implode. You think that but the people are talking big though. They think they're going to have a good year. You think it's going to no, be okay? I think they'll be good. They'll be better they'll be better than they'll be far better than they have been. This will be the best year we've seen in a long time. They're going to be good and and they're going to be good. Do you and believe I, in the kid? You believe in him? I think they're going to be, yeah, I think he's good. I, I don't, I don't, I never, cons- because I'm from New York, I never considered Cleveland. Right. The only time Cleveland became a thing is when LeBron went back. Yeah. I rooted for them when he was there the first time. Right. But when he went back, because I was already done with him when he went to my, to the Heat. Yeah, Miami. So the only reason why Cleveland became a thing, and when I did that broom, mm-hmm. it didn't go over well afterwards like it became like a whole thing and and i'm being yeah. from the bottom of my heart i i didn't expect it to turn into a whole thing it could turn into a whole thing yeah but, but he and then took game it four game four this i was proud of yeah in quick alone's arena game four that series of 2017 the announcer announced no brooms are to be allowed in the arena because <laughs> of your ass i was the only motherfucker who had a broom <laughs> yeah, in game no three shit. so but you know whatever it's the Browns. I, I, listen, you want to see all the cities do well. You want to see like the shitholes, the Oklahoma cities do well. So if the sure. Cleveland Browns, you know, you want to see them do well. I, I think that they're going to be they're going to be competitive. I don't see them winning the Super Bowl this year, but they're going to be good if they no, they'll stay be healthy. really good. Do you do you do you support the Rams at all? Yes, you do, right? Yes, but you're not a Rams fan. You just you like their you like them because you this is L.A. Is home I like now. them. I want to see them do good. I like right. Jared Goff. I like Todd Gurley. I don't have any animosity to them, and I think you know people don't have animosity or true love because they're so fucking new. They're too yeah. Well, they're too new. Some of the OG L.A. guys yes. that I talk to, you know what I mean? Like uh, they they kind of they still have all this deep their dad that Eric love, Dickerson but, shit. Yes, man, and that, I and that get runs that. thick, you know. Yeah. So for them, but that percentage, you're right, is very very small. It's the like the Chargers. Are not. Well, dude, that's a tough story. That's some bullshit. That's a tough tough story. I, it's I, like the Brooklyn I Nets. Feel bad. Yeah, you know, it's like there were developing. Fans, yeah. but the Brooklyn is ten minutes away from the Garden, Madison Square Garden, and like most people in Brooklyn are Knicks fans. Yeah, so you're like, you that's know, hard to do. It's well, tough. It's, 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 so t- it's so tough for this city to not have 
the Raiders as the other team, I think. so Because half of the city still does love the Raiders. Yeah. And now that they get rid of them, it's kind of like... Chargers is a hard thing to throw on somebody. San Diego didn't fucking want them. And then they got mad when they got rid of them. It's as if fucked it, up. It was so stupid. They should be in San Diego. Yeah, San, they I mean, it, 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 I even make that mistake. So, I mean, it's only, what, the second year? Or is it the first year? Was it second, the, second year. This second. is going into the second year? No, this They is, did two years. Two, two years, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's... I went to go watch... I have a... In that little arena? Yeah, in the soccer... It's a soccer field is where they were. Was it cool? It was well. Listen, I got a, uh, Travis Kelsey who plays on uh, on the on Kansas City. He's a buddy, and uh-huh. he was like, "You got to come see me." You know, How do you I'll, know I'll leave him? you some tickets. Uh, we were going to work on this thing together in, in the sports comedy world. Okay. Yeah. So he said, "I'll leave you some tickets." I said, "Okay, great. Leave me some tickets." And I and I'm thinking, "Oh, this is this is Chargers." I go, "I'm not going to. Oh my god, they're not in San Diego. I'm going to a fucking soccer field." It was all red, all red. There was no fucking. And is it Charger really fans. small? It like, was t- it's tiny, man. It, it, felt, it felt like a. It felt like a. D3 college football game. I mean, wow. it was tough. But every fan in there was Kansas City. Wow. No Charger fans. It was fucked up it was when tough. I think it was the this year when the Raiders, no, when the Rams played, I think it was Green Bay mm. in their hometown, and there's more motherfuckers rooting for Green Bay yeah. in L.A. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, whatever. But, I, I mean, I, I like those. Like, I don't, there's, I don't usually, like, I don't have... Teams that are really fucking like the teams that like I fucking hate, and I'll never waver off that hate is the is the Patriots, right? The fucking Eagles, Red Sox. The Red Sox are my my top. Yeah, they're they, okay. And 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 the Cowboys. Yeah, I get that. A lot of people hate the Cowboys. They're they're an easy team to hate. Even my my hate for the Boston Celtics has 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 d- d- dilapidated over the years because of the way the league is structured. But watching them walk off the court the other day, it brought mm. up great feelings. Did I feel good for you? Yeah, it just it caught me <laughs> off guard too because I was I was like I don't really give a fuck. It's Milwaukee. I want the Celtics. I like Kyrie. You know I like I these Kyrie. players. But when I saw them walk off the court, I was it just brought a lot of joy back. Well, let's let me let me talk about something else uh, about in in this in this same world. Joel Embiid cried right. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. So here's the deal. A few people. Uh, uh, I think it was uh, was it Rudy Gobert that got he got trolled by yes. the internet to say, to see if he was going to talk shit. And yes. He, and he didn't. He didn't. Yes. Which I thought he didn't take a fun opportunity to talk, to have some fun. Instead, he goes, "Only a loser uh, would say you're a bitch if you cry or yes. whatever." And it, he didn't. He could have taken a fun shot. It could have been something fun. He could have fucked. Well, because he cried when he didn't make the. All- I know, but they, that's what I mean. He should have been like, you know, what kind of men cry, right? You know what I mean. And then he should have gone into something well, funny. Yeah, the, that would. If be, he had he a sense of fucking humor. Yeah, he doesn't have a sense. No, of humor. but that's what sucks. The thing about it, I don't have a problem with people crying in sports. Of course not. It's you're going to ha- when it's, you play game emotional. seven, you're gonna fucking yeah. Come on, man. It's a fu- it's emotional as fuck. That being said, and I, and I will preface this by saying I love all things Philadelphia. Sure. From the movie Rocky, which was the first movie I fell in love with, to Dr. J, who was my first superhero, to uh, uh, hip-hop in, in, in Philly, to the sound of Philadelphia music, to just the culture, to, to the food, to the people. Joel Embiid has been talking shit. Yes. He's been uh, uh, tweeting people. Yep. And I know he's sort of doing it with a sense of humor. He's been elbowing people. He called Jared Dudley inconsequential or irrelevant, which I don't like irrelevant. that word. Yeah, he's irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you're 7-3. You've, you've played half the series uh, 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 sick because you have a, a bellyache. 
<laughs> yeah, what are you, a, what are you, gluten intolerant? What the fuck is this bellyache thing? It's Get so weird. Get the fuck off the court <laughs> and cry. Here, like, cry in the locker room. Get to the locker room. We're right. covering yourself with a fucking towel. Do the towel. Get the fuck off the court and cry. You're, you're the biggest guy in the league. Yeah. You're 7'3". Yep. No one wants to see a 7'3 shit-talking baby cry. Right. But get the, make it to the locker room. And, right. like, he's like, I mean, it's like, yo, you talked all that shit. Your 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 first three or four years in the league, and now you're fucking crying. crying. Now's your time to get the get it back. Right, right. Did you think? Did you think when Kawhi hit that shot? Did you think it was going in or no? No, way? I didn't either, man. It was so weird. I, I literally was standing next to the engineer here, Ari, and I'm I'm sitting next to him, and I go, "Here's what's gonna happen on this inbound play. There's gonna be a, a, high, a high screen." It's, oh, you called it like oh, that? Oh, I call, I, call, I swear to God, I, he's my proof. I said it's gonna be a high screen. He's gonna catch the ball and he's gonna huck up a three and he's gonna brick it. I said, I said for sure that's gonna happen. As I watched I didn't it come think out that of his far hand, ahead. that's uh, good. I did because I figured that w- w- there's no one else you want to get fouled in that situation anyway. There's no one as fast as him to come get the ball at the high end of the court. There's nobody else that can shoot that shot and has the confidence. So I thought he's got to get the kid that's gonna get the ball. But when he let it go, I thought no fucking way is that going in. And when it hit the bounce, no and way, it was boom, boom, no boom. fucking way. It was, it was, it blew my. My mind. Yeah, I, was, I watched it maybe ten different times, thinking I can't believe it got that soft of a bounce. Soft. That first soft. bounce was soft. It was ridiculous. I've never seen a soft bounce off a yeah, three like that. Yeah, it was. That's when the sports gods. That's when I get in arguments with you know, and we'll get into stand up and all this shit because I want to talk about a million things. But when stand up comics do this thing where they go, I don't like fucking sports. I I've always loved sports, and I hate it when someone goes. When somebody says, ah, oh, it's a fucking, I was more of a nerd when I was a kid. I was like, sports are the nerdiest fucking thing on earth. Would you really true, look at that it? They're is the true. nerdiest fucking thing on earth. And all these earth. athletes, all the best athletes, the majority of them. Yeah. They're all nerds. They're nerds for this thing, just because they're Kobe not nerds. Kobe Bryant's for- a fucking basketball, it's, it's as if he was a violinist. Right, right. That's the only thing that goes on, and his brain is consumed with it. That's, nerd culture is something you just in love with something. It doesn't have to be a fucking animated cartoon thing. It's just because be he looks nerd. cool. Right. He just looks he just looks dope. The majority of them, I mean, there's dudes, there's different, but like Donovan Mitchell, yeah. young star, great personality. He's gonna be a fucking Donovan Mitchell's like just such a good kid. A good kid, yeah. Fucking nerd. Yeah, dork. Yeah, nerd. Like you you I think the more I become friends with athletes over the years and I sit down and get to know them, a lot of them are dorky dudes. You know, like a lot of them are kind of like nerd culture in the sense of No disrespect, Donovan. No, 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 no. He knows what I'm talking about. He's a no, good, good No, they're just they just they just this is the thing that they love and they've honed it so deeply. It's the only thing that matters that like it kind of it, it brushes away these these other images we yes. have of them. You know yes. what I mean? That you're like, oh, dude, this is yes. this is who you really are. I agree. Are. I this agree. is who you really fucking are. I agree. Yeah, but I, but I that was I, beautiful though. I mean, Kai, I, I had no real stake in that. That was incredible. No, but it was amazing. It, yeah, I was, it, it, it was. It was sheer per, per, like sports perfection. I mean, that I already smelled that thirty for thirty. You know what I mean? You already see all that on shit the in the making. Yeah, dude, on that you shot, see it in the making already. But I mean, that's what I love about you know. <laughs> that's what I love about everything it, it, playoffs and coming down to the wire. It's when it's the most invigorating time now I know you don't give a fuck about the Bucks but for some reason being a Chicago kid uh, I, I we have this semi love for them like we have a love for up north because you know Milwaukee's kind of been a competitor of ours and the brew and, and as far as the Brewers go Green Bay has always fucked us up so Chicago we don't like them but we know how unbelievably dope they are so it's hard the, the Packers yeah it's hard right. it's, it, it, it's hard for us to like Look, dude, you had two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time back to fucking back. But in the time Chicago, that they had, se- we had seventeen dog shit quarterbacks. Does my Chicago whole hate Green Bay? We like do, intrinsically, we, uh, we or no? It's hard to say that. I, I would like to say that we just fucking are like fuck them. It's that kind of thing. Like I think our hate, 
I think our hate comes from a lot more jealousy. How about that? It's just way more jealousy than actual hate. It's just that we fucking... That's very honest. Because here's why. I don't... I'm not... Don't put me in that with the, the red side. We're not no, no, jealous. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. But this is different because... Here's why. That ain't jealousy. Well, there's no, there's no Chicagoan that doesn't love... You're talking a blue-collar workman's culture... Brett Favre was a guy's guy. Right, right, he right. He was hard to hate. No, Yo, you can't hate him. No, so that's what I mean. It was like, that was a guy, when I was a kid, like, who? how can I hate the fuck, the cool yeah. guy that looks like he fucks and drinks yeah, and yeah, hangs yeah, out, yeah, yeah. right? Aaron Rodgers is less of a guy's guy, but even he's still- He's ridiculous. But he's phenomenal, he's right? He's stupid. So as a kid, it was hard to hate them uh, out without the jealousy. You were like, I wish we had a dope quarterback. Instead, I had, I had so much garbage as a kid growing up. I don't think I've had one quarterback that I've actually enjoyed watching until Trubisky now- and you you don't because because you you weren't how old, you weren't born with the mic uh, thirty I'm thirty five so how old was the Jim McMahon it was uh, right, right when I was you were like when I were just born you were born that day of the that was Super the Bowl. end of that era was okay. the beginning of my life okay all right so I missed that I, I got chunk, you I know? got you and the Walt you didn't see Walter Payton you understand him we, but I knew about it and it you was, didn't live through it no I mean I, I lived you. through him I lived through Jordan was my era that was all right that was my whole childhood. You know, let me tell you something. I don't want to hear any fucking cry me a river because this, this fucking. Now hey, you talk I didn't about, complain about the Bulls. Talk about hate. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna tell you about talk about hate. Like we talk about LeBron. Now it was the same thing. Right. Shit was all good. Now he he came into the league '85. Mm -hmm. Now I had watched him in college. He had done the dunks in North Carolina. He made the shot versus Georgetown. He had the fucking sneakers when he came in the league. Everybody loved him. Yeah. But when he became a problem for the Knicks. It it, it 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 turned it turned it turned I, I know. a corner for me, and it was no I didn't applaud when he hit fifty five and I wasn't one of those Knicks fans. You know Knicks fans, <laughs> yeah. you just appreciate. Yeah. No, nah. nah, they gave it up for him. You you were not that guy. Yeah. Nah, fuck that. I hated that motherfucker. You should have. You should have hated. Yeah, you should have because he did because he did you guys in a lot. <laughs> it was he right. fucked us good. Yeah, it was. Good. And I, I I never got over how much I hated it. And he knows that we hate him. Sure. You know you know who my dad blames? Spike Lee. He thinks Spike is the curse for the Knicks. <laughs> I think I think Spike did such a juju thing for you guys that was so negative. I mean, between, he, he he made Reggie Miller great. He pushed. He him made over. Reggie Miller prob probably the most iconic, like fuck you ball player in the playoffs I've ever seen. He in my pushed life. him to that other level, yes. that, that other precipice. Yes. He, he did that. But Spike had that thing. Like he, it's so it's always funny. It's like at, a, at, a, at when you're playing ball publicly somewhere, there's always one dude chirping on the side of the floor. And he doesn't really play ball. That's he just probably me. To talk well, I shit. play, but I, I don't talk. But he I talks talk shit, and he talks the most shit. Yeah. And he usually can't play them. And it always makes one person show up and show out. I think Spike did that a lot. I think that was a problem for the Knicks, man. I he, think that was his thing. He made people show the fuck up. And Reggie, I love him. I respect him. I just no. He like this fucking guy. Reggie. He fucked us. Yeah. He turned that motherfucker into an. He made him. Yeah. He made him. He made him. He made him. Pushed him to greatness. Right. So, so for me, no. So for me, yes. Jordan was my era. We don't complain. The Bulls don't complain. I'm. I wish. And you just had Derrick Rose for that year. Oh come on, man. Ro I, I loved Rose, but he just. He, I I wish he never got hurt. How about that? I, of course. It was so hard to watch that because he was a hometown kid. We were like Jimmy Butler too. Was another kid that we loved. You know, a Marquette kid, a local guy. Yeah. I'm. I'm ho I hope he does well in his. You know, his venture out there. He's Butler. Uh, uh, yeah, I like him. But yeah, I yeah, just yeah. It, We had these two guys. Yeah. We banked on him. And we just never got anything. The returned. Rose thing. I mean, it's good that he sort of found his second half of his career because that shit was dark for a while. Yeah, it was dark. I mean, listen. Did you ever watch that Nike commercial where it's like a, a, a rose, a rose grows, and right, and it's slow pushing yeah. you? But man, that I, I never, I didn't cry at my grandma's funeral. I cried at that <laughs> fucking commercial. I was like, I'll cry at that shit. Yeah, it was good. But you know, I um, and his his MVP acceptance speech was. 
He was like the first, and that was the last time I think they did it without going, like he, his, he was at the locker, yes. remember, and he was crying. Yeah. Now they do the whole ceremony. Yeah, they make it a big fucking thing, yeah. But his was so genuine, and yeah. he was so emotional, and, and, and everything he's been through. He's you, dope. You could tell he, he's, he's, one of the good, he's, he's a good egg. Mm-hmm. He's going to be one of the ones that everyone's proud to have had in the league for so long, and I'm glad he fucking came back. Yeah. Um, all right, let me switch. Let me transition right now. Okay, you, transition. You, you made, you made because well, I want to talk about so many things. I want right. to keep you forever. No, no, that's all right. You made, um, you made a documentary about... Uh, Tribe. Iconically, one of the greatest hip-hop groups, if yep. not the greatest hip-hop group of all time, depending on who you ask. I am a, I'm a hip hop junkie. Yep. Uh, Tribe Called Quest was my childhood. Okay. It was everything to me. I do at the beginning of the show. We had a kid make a beat for us. Right? Oh, okay. Okay. And I asked these people. I asked some of the fans to do a Hot 16. Oh, so I'm gonna shit. play you two. I want to play you two, and you tell me which one you like more. Okay, okay, We're okay. Have the Rappaport vote. Okay, okay. You're a hip hop head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know. So I'm this, gonna tell you if either one of them are shit. Well, that's the, tell, that's this, that's okay. what this is all about. All right, all right. So what are here. their names? I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play them right now. So the first one, this kid's name is Jarv. J A R V. All right. He actually sent in a video. He didn't have to do this, but I'm gonna do audio and video. He went. For he you. went extra, huh? You tell me right now. Jarv. J A R V. J A R V. All right. So ready here. Listen to this. You asked for. Yeah. In here. And that's our song in the background. When I'm feeling cheap, I get a bottle of gin beam for mixed drinks. Okay. I'm pretending to be a king, I'll get some eagle and knob creek and sip the shit and eat cause I'm a man. Yeah, I'm a classy man. If it's garb and olive, whatever you pass me, fam. Makers, Mark, Old Crow, Basil, Hayden, Four Roses, Woodford, Bullet, it's all the same shit. No, it isn't, but I still happily have it if you only got some plastic bottle black velvet cap. Okay. Long as Rokon keeps them drum slapping, I'ma keep it sick of Santino Cats and a whiff of cap. That's right. EGAD, man. This shit is hella dope. I'm leaving them season eater prosthetics like Chips Delano with colorful zoos and three inch lips. My uh-huh. favorite MC's from Prim and his name's Chank Smith. Uh-huh. Quick, Hollywood, make a movie about me. You could even get Byron Callick to play me. Except he's too old and I'm too young and I'm hotter than roofing out in the noonday sun. So just stop, y'all. Call the cops, y'all. I get it popping like a motherfucking pop tart. Ayo, shouts to the man with the Cheeto colored hair. Okay. It's the Ginger Podcast, baby. Yeah. All right, right? I, I, I'm gonna tell you, you I fuck with Jarv. I, I, I like Jarv's sense of humor. Yes, I like I like Jarv's flow. Yep. I even like the way the video was shot. Yeah, it did a good like job. Like a good color. Like like uh, uh, I fuck with Jarv. Okay, you fucks with Jarv. All right, I'm gonna give you one more. I let fuck me with Jarv. Good good, good job, job Jarv. Jarv. So here's the other thing. Now this kid's name is Joel Frame. Joel Frame. And I'm looking to shit on somebody. I know. I know. I'll give you one. <laughs> I'll give you how no, I'll give you. No, if they're both good, I'll get. Well, good. no, no, dude, we had a we had a million. I'm sure you had a but, bunch. But, of. but we got, but we got, we got a few that I, I kind of want your opinion on. Okay. How about this? How about you tell them where they went wrong? Let me play one more, one more. Jarv, dope I one. fuck with. Okay, Keep Jar- going. Okay, Jarv is dope. And then this kid's <laughs> name is Joel Frame. See what this kid did? I think the best <clears> is. You know, he talks about Brian Callen and T Fac and those guys and Shab and who's T Fac? Yeah, the fighter and the kid. Oh, okay, Brian okay. Callen's fucking podcast. Yeah, yeah, so I know. So he shits on Crystalia and all these idiots. Good, good. So this is his thing. This is his like. Does uh, he shit on him good? Yeah, well, let, let, let me, me see. Let me let me. me, let me I'll let be you the fucking yeah, judge, judge of what he does. Judge. Ready? Here we go. What's his name? Joel Frame. Joel Frame. All right, here we go. Let me see what the fuck this guy did. In here. Okay. We pour. He didn't even do a video. This cheap. But I ain't sipping yo. I'm an alcoholic man. I ain't sipping yo. I'm an alcoholic man. I ain't sipping yo. But I ain't tripping though. Check it. Yo. 
You can find me sipping on a San Pellegrino with my man Santino, the illest comic we know. Windy City rapping, serving any sucker stepping. It's a blessing just to get the answer to question. What is it? Who is the dopest of them all? Not Dalia, looking like a soccer mom at a shopping mall. With that new haircut, guess what? Congratulations, you played yourself. Then this full of dense talent, the senior citizen Jimmy Fallon. With this sugar baby Brandon Schwab, it's a sausage fest up in Teep That K. Yeah. I take Cat on the mic. Microphone any freaking day. Tiger belly, super smelly with Bobby Lee's gross feet. I get to thinking he should rethink some things. Go back to playing tank on Mad TV. Calling Kalala Man and send her to death. I fuck with this guy too, Joel. And this Theo Vaughn with sweatpants on. Louisiana repping, so his brain ain't on. I could go on and on, but that would be wrong. Plus, I'm already at the end of the song. But it's no question, it's whiskey ginger all day long. Looking forward to when Joel's he has good. Me on. Joel's good. He got a good sense of humor. He's shitty. He's shitty good. Yeah, it's okay, right? Yeah, it's okay. Good. So those are the, those are the two. We I gotta, say we the other dude's a little better, but he but is. he's he's good. He's too. good, right? We yeah. had so many good ones. I'm gonna play. So here's what we're gonna do for the people that submitted. We're gonna play. Um, I think a new one we're gonna pick every week at the beginning of the show. But so uh, Jarv is gonna be our intro and our outro because of that shit. Because Jarv, yeah, Jarv, Jarv's better than Joel. He's okay. I wouldn't say he's fire. He's, but he's good. He's, he's good. He's he did good. good. Yeah, he's good. He did good. But I did like his video. Like I was like, oh, can you like the, the production level was, the, was good. Production design was. I good. think. I think it's also that we got about fifty white dudes and we got two black dudes. That's yeah, all well, we got. We got yeah. two black dudes and fifty white, sixty white dudes. But with the with the with the two black dudes, can can they spit or they were trash too? Yeah. So it's 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 just it's, <laughs> it was it's, tough. I, but you know, if, if you're able to make it through that many bars. I have to respect it because as much as I love hip hop and right. I have loved hip hop for since I was eight. Yeah. I can't get out of line one. Yeah. Like I can't write. Sh- like, Nothing. I mean, I even that goofy shit like that. Nothing, huh? Nothing. Yeah. Why? But don't I don't know why. There's no transfer. Nothing. Because I could start. Up? Like I have one. I have one line. Like I could come with one line. All right. Let me hear it. No, I, I <laughs> but I'm saying like I could do it and then it's like. Then you're done. Done. Yeah. You ever been at a dinner party and everyone's like, okay, let's split the bill. And then uh, your buddy brings out his wallet and it's like this thick. It looks like a double-double from in and out. And you're like, what are you doing, man? You got 9,000 credit cards in there. Get yourself a real wallet, a Ridge wallet. You know about Ridge wallets? They're the shit. Ridge wallets are slim. They come in all different shapes and colors and sizes. They look beautiful. Go to RidgeWallet.com and get yourself one. Use the promo code WHISKEY. I highly recommend it. They're sleek, aluminum, titanium. Sexy, thin, they make you thin out your life, clean out all the garbage from your regular stupid wallet. Get yourself a Ridge wallet now. Be the cool guy at the party. Don't be the dude with the fat, annoying wallet. All right, go to RidgeWallet.com, type in the promo code WHISKEY. If you don't know how to spell whiskey, you're an idiot. It's the name of the show. Yeah, but that's, that's why you respect the fuck out of hip-hop. Oh, so much. Because you know, you know how, how, deep that, how deep and tough that is to, to flow... And really say something, not just fuck. Well, you know, oh, some when you're just saying something, yeah. But even with the jokes. But let me tell you, 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 you talked about the tribe doc. Did you see the the Wu Tang doc on yeah. Showtime? Yeah, man, it was really good. Unbelievable. It's, Unbelievable. it's more like a series because it's so it's four hours. Right. I loved it. Speaking, by the way, I loved go, it. Going back to what we said, you want to talk about nerds? Wu Tang were like dope, the gangster nerds. They were like gangster. They were the first. They were the first hip hop group I ever knew to talk about like astrophysics and shit you know what I mean that was the most wild shit to me as a kid was like man I don't even know what that fucking word means I'd have to look up words before that a lot of you know rappers you could follow along with what they were saying all the time but so they go in some other shit they go so deep man and their vernacular shit and their slang 
and 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 it, it just it I I was extremely impressed if you haven't seen it the of Mike's and Men on Showtime, Showtime four yeah. hours of Wu Tang and it it doesn't really subside this shit is it's so good it's really fucking really good and you know I'm so glad somebody did it because when I finished the Tribe movie people were like. You know, you should do a woo doc, and I was like, that'll put me in a mental institution. Yeah, that's because nine people. Yeah, too many guys. It, they don't get along all the time. That's like, yeah, you going. I think they they don't get along more of the time than not. I think more often than not, they don't get along at all. Yeah, yeah and the, the film articulates that. It was yes. it was dope though. Yeah, it was deep. It was deep. when you did when you did the tribe when you did the tribe doc. Is it because? you felt like you had to tell this story or was it, is it just like, some, I mean, what, 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 what was the impetus for doing it? I've always been a fan. I've always, you know, I've, I've, I've been a fan of hip hop since literally since I was a kid, since I was eight, nine, my father worked at a radio station in 1978, 79. Well, before that, but in 79 or late 78, he brought home a promotional copy uh, of, of the uh, rapper's delight, Sugar Hill gang by uh, the rapper's delight. And he said, to me and my brother, it was an orange promotional copy. He said, you guys got to listen to this. It's called rap music. It's going to be a big deal. And that was it. Damn. We f- we were done. Yeah. That in basketball and growing up in New York City and the radio and shit. And it's been a lifelong thing. Tribe has always been one of my favorite groups. And when they broke up, and I believe it was 99 or 2001. I don't, I'm not good yeah, with dates. Right, right around then. I was at their last show. And I had been a, f- a fan of theirs for years, and I went to New York to to to, to see the last show. I had, remember I flew into New York, and I had known Q-Tip a little bit. But while I was watching the show, I said to my friend George, I was like, "Yo, somebody's got to do a documentary about a tribe called Quest." And then I forgot about it. And then like three or four or five years later, maybe six years later, they started touring again. Yeah. And I saw them perform at the Wiltern, and I told Tip, "Yo." I want to do a documentary about the group. And he was like, do it, do it. And then three years later, I started doing it. And then three, it took three years to make it and Damn. we did it. But I just was, you know, like, and I had no idea the film would turn out the way it had and 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 the the drama of it. But I just was such a fan of theirs and uh, their impact and the musicality. And I didn't know anything about the strife within the group. And and I'm just so glad that we got it done, especially with the passing of Fife. So Yeah, man, that's the worst thing in the fucking world. Yeah. That, that was... That was now. Tell me this. I know this is controversial. Maybe you don't want to say, but <laughs> who do you think? Do you think it was Tip or Fife was a better MC? Man, they were. I would. You know what? Because pe- Tip, because Fife passed, <clears throat> I would never say it. But they were both. They, they 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 just made it. You have an investment in it, but I can say it. I think Fife was by far. I mean, by far, the best I, MC I, in the group. That, that's because I don't have any investment in them. Yeah. And as a kid, listening to their albums, like the People's Instinct of Travels, and it was just. He was his voice was so yeah. rich. It yeah. was so rich. It was, yeah. it was so much character. Yeah. And when you visualize the five foot assassin in my head, and I yeah, was yeah, like, this yeah. dude must be a a fucking maniac. You yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. I think I think he he painted this beautiful animated yeah. picture of himself. Yeah. And that's why I think I fell in love with him so much. You he know, was like, easy to fall in love with. Oh my god. He and was, he'd be a great. You know, I mean, he he would have been a great podcast guest because. You know he was he's not you know he's not here now but he'd be he would shit on himself too which I love you know when, make, he, they, when they, he was like when he was like a you know com- complexion of a hockey puck yeah. I, I always thought that was a hilarious yeah. thing I was like hide a Muggsy Bogues yes! complexion <laughs> because most rappers never would shit on yeah. themselves they were they were exactly who they portrayed themselves to right, be right. they they you know at a time when it was like real thuggish ruggish they started in 89 it was like Eric B Rakim Cool G rap you know uh EPMD so it was they were like you know along with Jungle Brothers and De La Soul they were like they brought it 
to the masses, and yeah. they br- they brought that nerd shit in. Yeah, that was. It, that, and those are those are also like like Q Tip, and he this is my guy. Yeah, like I love those guys. This is a music nerd. Yeah. This guy could talk to you about fucking, you know, like jazz from 1930s. You know, you're like, he'll break the whole shit down. He's right. cool. Yes. But he's a fuck. They're, they're music nerds. You can tell that they're music nerds. Yeah. You, you, you can see, but just by the way they formulated stuff, you could tell that they were kind of ahead of the game. It's also probably why I think they were so perfect together. Perfect together. They were, they were perfect. because Their voices, they, they were their so size. different, man. The scale was, everything was so wildly, and instead of certain groups... You know, I'm not a huge hip hop fan as much as I used to be because a lot of groups today, I'm like, they're garbage. This is no not groups. my shit. This is not my shit. No, there isn't any groups. I talked about that before. Migos well, is the only group. Migos, and they sound identical to me. Maybe I sound like I'm outdated. Yeah, but no, no, I can't no. There, 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 there. There's no groups. Yeah, there's, there's one no. group. Migos. Migos is the one. Isn't that fucking? Whether wild? you like them or not, there's one group in hip hop. Yeah, that's fucking insane. There's no DJs. No, like there's not Eric B and Rakim. It's like not Gangstar was Guru and Premier. You know, Tribe Coke, you had a fucking DJ. Yeah. De La Soul has a DJ. Every group, you'd, you'd have songs celebrating the DJ. So that was my favorite. Gangstar was my unequivocal favorite group. when I, I mean, that's my, num- my number one group of all time to me on the list of like, I just think Guru was the greatest. In fact, I was willing to like, uh, the moment of truth, I played for my mom and I knew my mother never really loved hip hop, but I played it for her anyway because I was like, I promise you'll like this, like that he has something to say. And I think she appreciated it. I don't think she understood it, but I think, because my parents were always like, hey, this fucking bullshit hip hop, you fucking, it was always on some, you know, because one of my first tapes was like, I, I, remember I had West Side Connection, bow uh-huh. down, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. I remember my dad, fought, he fucking hated that shit, you know? Because it was loud and rude and fuck you. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and, I, and my mom appreciated Gangstar, I think because his, his melody and his, the way he formulated his rhymes were so smooth and he had something to say and he yeah. always had a fucking message. And the music was so dope. Oh my God, it was fucking beautiful, man. They yeah, were... the Gangstar is stupid too. They're fucking... Yeah, they're, they're, one, of, they're one of the, the, the dumbest, dopest groups yeah, of all they're time. Yeah, fucking, they're fucking sick. Yeah, they're so fucking I think, sick. So that to me was kind of like, uh, they were kind of like the pinnacle as youth and then I got into a bunch of... Did you ever get into uh, underground hip hop and that kind of shit or was that never... The backpack world didn't hit you? No, I mean, it like what some of it, some yeah. of it. I never got into like, like... Like hieroglyphics is kind of like... Some you know of, I got I mean? into like, some of their shit and like, you know, that little that little spin off of um, uh, my man, um, fucking, what's his name? Bobalina. Mr. Oh, Del, Del 30, Deltron. Yeah, but they started getting into some way out shit. Yeah, like, he's, he's I don't like fuck. manuals when I'm reading, when I'm listening <laughs> to hip hop. Yeah, you don't, you don't assemble a fucking couch. Yeah, I don't want like an record. instruction book. Like I'm right. down with like you, like you say, like Wu-Tang, you're like, you're like... The vernaculars are kind of bugged out, but I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah. I don't want it to go too far. Well, Dell was off. He was weird. Yeah, Del, but he was dope. He though. was dope as fuck. But yeah. then he started going way the fuck out. There. Sure. But I never got like, listen, you know, my hip hop, my taste for hip hop, it's either like it's it's boom bap, it's funky. You could put the shit on. I could tell you, it's either you're either in the pocket or not. You're either right. on beat, right, or not. Some of these dudes now. They rhyme off offbeat on purpose. I'm not fucking with you. Yeah, I don't fuck with that either. I don't I'm like not that fucking shit. with that yeah. at all. Like it's no. it's it. There's certain rules to music, right? I don't care if it's rap music, blues, rock, fucking punk rock. You have to be on the fucking beat, right? That's what makes it. That's what makes the it fuck good. is going. Like I, I can't listen to the beat and you're over here. Like right. I, there's different cadences and you can rhyme in between the beat, but there has to be some, like when James Brown. When, when, when this world, if it ever blows up in 300 years, okay, and someone discovers James Brown and you listen to funky shit, the first thing they're going to do is be like, there's mm. no explaining that. Right, they'll understand right away. You play right. it, it makes right. sense. It's 
it that's it. So if it's any other like other shit, I'm I'm like nope. Yeah, you imagine an alien would hear you look at me, you know what you see, you see a bad mother. Even someone foreign without our language would go, Hmm, this whatever the, the fuck this is. There's no explanation. Right, needed. right. They should have shot that into space when they shot that fucking golden record. They should have shot. You, you listen Brown. to Jay Z three hundred years from now, they're gonna go. Okay. Okay. Oh, There's this, no... This makes sense. Period. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all that weirdo shit and all that offbeat shit and you're not on the beat and maybe you have a hearing problem. I'm not with any of that shit. <laughs> yeah. Tone deaf. I think there's a lot of tone deaf shit. But also I think I think that the new generation of it just wants to sound different, right? That's all they want to do. They just want to be different. I get sounding different. Yeah. But you got to be on the fucking beat. Sure. I mean, well, Ken, look, Kendrick sounds different. Kendrick oftentimes is a little bit you know, like odd layered in the way he composes music. So he would be someone who's not truly on all the time on beat. He likes You said that it, not shit. me. <laughs> I got enough fucking problems. That's true. Look, look I love him. I right. fucking love him. But he's one of those non-traditional. But he's more on beat for the most part. But I know sure, what you mean. Sure, But he he does branch out and try yes, shit. Yes. You know, I think more of him is better for the game of hip hop because now. He's dope though. Yes, and his words are dope. He's so dope. He's, he is, he is the, you know, you know what he is? He is if Tupac was never a gangster rapper. That's what he is to me. Yes. If Tupac never became a gangster rapper and, and, and wanted to continue to being Tupac, if anybody who knows the history of Tupac knows, he was a genius as a kid. He, you know, he went to a, 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 an, a performance art school. He was a poet. You know, I mean, he was quoted at being a, a young, brilliant individual. People look at him as this thug. Yeah. People that don't know. But the dude was a genius. I think Kendrick has the same kind of mindset where he came from a tough world, but he's... He's he's way more intellectual than people give him credit for that that know nothing about hip hop. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Know? I agree. Um, so tell me this now, switching one more time. You're you're we've met through the through through stand up. You're hustling now, doing a ton of stand up right now. Are you prepping for something big? Are you working on a big hour or something? Or are you just you're just deep in the game? Because I see you now I'm, more than ever. I'm deep in the game. Like I mean, I have you know goals with stand up, but my main what is it? My main goal, my agenda is to. To, to, to get good at it. Yeah. That's my first and foremost Where goal. Where are you at now, you think? Uh, you know, listen, man. I, I, I look at fucking stand-up, you know, as a craft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like you know, and, and it's something that, like, you know, it's such a interesting thing. And, and it's such an unpredictable... It's such an unpredictable thing. And it keeps you on your toes so much because of the night and your feelings and what you bring to the stage and the crowd and the right, energy and right. the, you know, and all, you know, and now we're in such a time where, you know, we, we have popularity because of, uh, uh, whatever fame you have or Instagram or your podcast. So people come and it's like, it's a loaded deck. And then sometimes it's not a loaded deck. So just right. all that, those factors now, right. um, I like that. And, and it, and it just, you know, it keeps me, you know, like keeps my, keeps me sharp. So my goal is to just, to just continue to, to, to just, be good to like find out what kind of stand up I really am. Right. You when know, you, when you, when you, when you were a kid, did you, were you, did you love stand up or was that not really your thing? No, you I, I liked it. I, I started doing stand up like when I first came to Los Angeles when I was 19, I started as a stand up. Right. So I was 19. I did it till I was about 22, 23. And then when I started acting, well, the first time I started acting, like the first time I ever acted, the first time I ever read a scene, like I was like, I'm doing this. Like yeah. it came more natural than any sport, any stand-up. Like I was like, this is what I'm doing. Right. And then and then I started acting and I was like, I don't want to do stand-up anymore. I was so young. I, like I I was funny, but I didn't know what an act was. Right. Like I would get up there and I was funny and you I had just to fuck around. Talk shit, yeah. yeah. 
but but now because I'm older and you know you, I have more respect for the craft and I have I think more things to say and more of an understanding of it. Uh, uh, I think I I, uh, I have more of a, a perspective. But when I, you know, so I don't remember what the question is, but I, I just, I love it. You know, I no, have what was, your, what was your, what was your, what was your heroic vision of stand up as a kid? Was there guys Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Eddie was it, right? That was my, those leather pants on this. That one. was my guy. <laughs> like that was my fucking dude. Like I was like, I'm going to be the next Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. You know, and, and I thought I'd do stand up and then that would get me into acting. But like Eddie was my fucking dude, but I was exposed to it because I would come out here uh, and visit my sister and I would see different stand ups throughout right. the years. Um, but I just, I would like them. I didn't think I wanted to do it. Like I, I thought I was going to be a basketball player, but I did, but like I said, once I started acting when I was like 20, 19, 20, like I was like, this is what I'm doing. Like yeah. this shit is, this is what I could do. This makes sense to me. Like so it was just, it was like a fish in the water. When you stopped stand up. Yes. What was the, I retired. It was the, yeah. the famous retirement of, yeah. of 93. I gotta get out. I gotta get yeah, out. Yeah. It was a big retirement. So what made you come back? What made you want to do stand up again? <sighs> Was there a moment? Was it something that clicked? You know what it was? It was Burt Kreischer. Ugh, that fucking and piece Whitney, of shit. And Whitney, Whitney Cummings. Love I her. did their, they put it in my head. They were like, you should do stand-up. You should do stand-up. I was like, I know I was thinking about it, you know, and like, I was thinking about it and they were like, you should do stand-up. You should do stand-up. And then Whitney was like, I'm, 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 I'm doing the improv, the lab. Just right. come MC for me. I was like, I don't have no. She just come MC. I said, you. She said, you could MC. You just bring me up if you need to. Just say Whitney Cummings, right? That's or it. do five minutes, right? So I went up and I did like ten minutes, and I was like, fuck, you know. And I was like, I, I, I dig it. And then, you know, I came back to the lab and did it a few times. And I know that because of uh, uh, I have a a, a, a cachet, you know, that it, it it gives me opportunities. But when you're doing stand up, I don't give a fuck if you're fucking Leonardo DiCaprio or anything in between when you're up there like the cachet is good for a couple minutes you better make motherfuckers laugh yeah they're not coming to hear no anecdotes no. they're not coming to hear fucking uh, 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 non-sequential stories about fucking Kobe Bryant and right. shit like that so so I respect that and I respect good stand-ups right. and so like I'm enjoying it like yeah. I, I like it and I, I really like the unpredictability of it sure do, do you know what I'm saying about oh that oh my god man it's been my, it's been my whole life how what, long have you what, been doing it 13 years okay yeah what you're talking about by the way we call the five minute theory the five minute theory is someone who has acclaim or fame gets five minutes to be funny on stage and if you can't roll after that then they're gonna they're gonna know. Do you know what I mean? Yes, like, yes. There's yes. a lot of guys that come that are famous, right? There's a lot of guys that come through the clubs and they're crazy famous, but they don't yes, even have a yes. comedy background. Yes. They're just famous. Yes. And then they get up there and then five minutes goes by. After the five, like, oh my god, it's the guy from the fucking thing. Right. Then five minutes and they start eating shit. Yes. And the crowd fucking lets them know. Yeah. It. You feel it. It's the sinking. Yeah, you feel it. And I love it because it checks down people who have an attitude about it. People that kind of come people that come in brash that are like I don't fucking stand up and they don't really respect the game. It's hard. Well, the check down is what everybody needs because a lot of times in Hollywood, everyone gets pats on the back and claps for doing everything. You know what I mean? It's like That's get, also what I like yes, about it. Yeah, it's like fucking stand up lets you know, checks you the right way that you ain't shit unless yeah. you're shit. And unless I love the immediacy shit. of the good, the bad, and the ugly. The good, the bad, or the ugly. Like, right. I love the immediacy of that. And right. I also love, for me, because I'm still still um this phase of me doing it you know the just understanding like I, I don't know there's just so many different factors of it you right. know and and there's just so many different factors of it when you look at like the great stand-ups like it's such a fucking craft it's like anything it's like making shoes or yes. fucking shooting free throws yes. or 
acting or fucking photography. Like you really, it is a craft, you right. know? And and I love that about it, you know? Right. So, it, and, and, and because you never know what the fuck's gonna happen, have you been fucked with yet? Has someone been yelling shit on? Out, out I haven't to, been fucked with. Yeah, good. Okay, so it's coming. You know it's coming. See, I, I... It's coming because people get confident when you when they get comfortable. And the more comfortable that they get, and the more they have see you... Have you ever been heckled? Oh, my fucking God. A, I, a million times over the years. But I mean... As I've, I've never gotten, had anybody... I haven't had anybody talk out of pocket yet. Like, I've had people in their... You will. In fun ways. Yeah, yeah. But it, start, it starts to get to a point where... You know, like you're touring, right? You're starting to tour. You're going, Just to, you're going to San Francisco. Sunday. Right. San Francisco. Saturday and Sunday. This weekend, right? At Cobb's Comedy Cobb's Club. Cobb's Comedy this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. That's my first out of Los Angeles gig. Come see this motherfucker at Cobb's Comedy Club. We'll put uh, links for the tickets in the description okay. and all that jazz. Cobb's Comedy in San Francisco. By the way, one of my one of my favorite clubs. It's sad that Punchline shut down in San Francisco. I don't know if you know that. Yes. But that was the other one. But Cobb's is still there. They're good fucking people. Good. It's a great venue. It's beautiful. You'll have a great time. Good. But that's my thing. It's like... You'll start to see the more you start popping out of LA, the more they'll people... talk out of pocket. Yeah, you know what it is, man. It's because I mean, are you doing an hour? If you're doing, a, okay, yeah. So when you're doing an hour, about 30, 40 minutes in, if you're doing really well and people get comfortable and they think they're in it with you, and you know, the most beautiful thing that happens and the worst thing that happens to a stand-up is people feel like they're in it with you. That's great. They want to feel like you want them to be like, it's us. Yeah, We're yeah, laughing yeah, at this yeah, shit yeah. together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but when they get too comfortable, sometimes people want to open their mouth and they think they're adding to the show. I'm adding to the show with Dick, uh, Dick Stain, Donald Trump. Someone's, that I don't mind that. Right, I know, but you know what? Then, then you go, yeah, 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 and then you roll into something, and then they do it again and again and again. Right. And trust me, it that's kind of drunk shit though. But I, I, yeah. I have my. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> My wife, like her... She heckles you? <laughs> she won't even come watch. She's so freaked out by it. Like, she's come watch me twice. But she's like, you know, you say this shit about, you know, this this one or that one, and Trump, you know, and, and, and you know, people... She's afraid, like, I'm going to start a riot. Uh, I'm no, like, no, no. I tell her, I go fucking relax. I go, you know, it's nothing, especially not in Los Angeles. There's 50 late night shows that talk shit about Donald Trump every night, and they don't start riots. You know what I mean? Like I know, but she's just like, you know... She thinks she thinks you're going to be the, the, the precipice of the end of the, the beginning of the end. Yeah. My Michael Rappaport starts fist fight at Comedy Club. No, because here's the thing. In our world... I've talked about this on stage. People say, "Don't aren't you worried about what you say?" I always say, "No, you should be worried as an audience member what you say in your personal life." I'm a comic. I'm an artist. I'm an order. I'm allowed to say whatever the fuck I want. Right. I can say Donald Trump sucks dick on stage. Right, right, right. And then the next joke, I can say something profound. Right. But this is what we're supposed to do. Right. If a guy, if if I go to a guy in the crowd and I go, "Hey, I'll fucking jizz on your face," I'm just fucking around. Right. Man. That guy goes goes does that at his right. workplace on Monday. Right. See what happens at right. the water cooler. I got you. See if you go up to Jeff and go, hey, Jeff, right, yeah. right, right. watch him get right. fucking yeah, fired. Good, and especially now. Yeah. So for us, I just think the beauty is, and for your wife, it's like we 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 have this beautiful past to say the shit that people can't say because of all the bullshit in the world right That's now. That's true. There's a lot of banishing going on. People are yeah, afraid yeah, to yeah, talk. Yeah. Do you do you do, do, like that that part of being a stand up now? Because you're a shit talker. Yes. Like has that? I mean, in the last thirteen years, it's changed. Like I've, I just started six months ago, so I've, I knew what I was getting myself into in terms of the parameters of the, you know, the the what you could say, what's not you could say, and yeah. the Louis C.K. on stage of it all. I'm not talking about uh, his personal shit. God forbid. Um, but but like you know, like him getting in trouble or different standups yeah. getting in trouble. Right. Which sounds so fucking crazy. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. I mean, I I. I Look, I, as I've gotten more comfortable in my career and gotten better as a stand-up, 
I felt so much more free these days than I ever have before. And maybe it's, you know, maybe it's a, a, a mashing of two worlds of I'm getting stronger and I'm more comfortable. My fan base is growing that I'm getting more support for being more bold uh, on stage. Uh, when you're young, when I was young, I started, you know, I started, I moved out here when I was 22 years old. Uh, and you know, as, To do stand-up. Yeah, to do That stand -up. was what you came to 100%. do. 100%. Wow. That's what I wanted to do more than anything in the world. I mean, I started acting years and years later and I've done some things, but stand-up was always... Stand up was the fucking was the end all be all to me, man. I wanted I to die you. on that on that, on that hill. I was like, I don't give a fuck if I if I die broke doing stand up. As long as that's the beauty of it, and it's paid in dividends. It's been amazing. But um, I always was worried years ago for so long about like, what am I going to say? And what are they going to think? And but nowadays, because of this shit, we can say what we yeah, fucking yeah, feel. Yeah. They and guess what? If you either ride with me, or right. you can fuck off. Right, right. That's or it. most of the time they won't come. Like if. Especially when you're on the road, they come to see you. Yeah, they want they want to be with you. And it's and, and, and LA is different because LA is a lot of touristy shit. So half of the people might know you. Half of the people are just like we love stay. We want to see stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They come out. They yeah. They just want to see it. Yeah. But on the road, it's true fans out of LA because they want they want they really like when yeah. you go to San Francisco, man. You're gonna feel it. You're gonna feel it deep that it's like they really want to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so so they might you might not get a lot of heckling ass bullshit, but. Um, I'm afraid of that. Not afraid. I'm thinking the middle of the country that would happen with yeah, me. Yeah, you probably will. Yeah. If you go, listen, if, 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 uh, knowing your persona online and your political views and beliefs and the way you are, you you will, if you go to certain places, they are going to fuck with you, but they also showed up because they love you. Right. So right. they love you, but they may, may. And you can tell the tone. Like, totally. I, I'm all for the, like, you know, it, I, I just haven't had anything where it's like, huh? You know, like, I haven't, yeah. like, well, you no know, or where I've heard a, like, a. You know, like a fucking, this is just like what am I saying? Like, she's putting it in my head, my wife. I was at the Laugh Factory once and I was talking some shit and somebody was running to their seat, but they literally were running down the aisle. Right. I thought they were running on the stage. Oh, to, to get at you. Yeah. 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 So you're, yeah. I was saying, what the <laughs> you know, because my wife was like, you know, you, cause she's, she's always just like, you say this, you say that and, and all that shit. And she kind of, what is she afraid of the most? Is it the Trump shit? She think All that's gonna it. make my, my wife is just she's I need a wife like that. I yeah. need a wife like she she's like LeBron, like you know, LeBron James is gonna beat you up. And then <laughs> the Trump shit, you know, the the crazies, the the, the crazies. Have, Not you the had, people have you had a lot of people come after you because of the Trump shit? Like online bullshit, Online they talk shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. Not anything where I was like, yo, this person's making me nervous. Right. Where it's been beyond fuck you, snowflake, or you're a loser, or you're fucking whatever. I haven't right. had anybody where it's like I felt like I need to call like a, a police person or like right. report it. You know what I mean? A lot of dudes are embarrassed to tell their friends about what's really going on. Guys don't want to go to the doctor. I know I don't. I think my grandfather never went to the doctor and that's, uh, and that's probably what ended it for him. So instead of going to the doctor, if you're freaked out about that, if you are uncomfortable about what's going on downstairs as a dude, you got some uh, little shortage in the pump system. The pipes aren't working too good. It's all good. Go to roman.com. Go to roman.com slash sipping, S-I-P-P-I-N-G, and you can get a free consultation to throw you some stuff in the mail, secret, private, discreet. You don't got to be embarrassed. You don't got to be ashamed. You can do it from your house. You can still have shame, but not about this, okay? If you're having some problems with the pipes, go to roman.com slash sipping, S-I-P-P-I-N-G, and get some help that you need for your men down below. I've heard some stories about different people. I don't want to call out names, but people that get... Uh, uh, stalked and 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 people. Someone said they got ha someone I know got hacked because of that shit. Because of people just crazy people. That yeah, have yeah, tons yeah, of time yeah, yeah. I'm not with shit. all that. No, I, and it ain't that, that serious to me. At the no. end of the day, we're gonna be the ones cleaning this motherfucker's mess up. Democrats, snowflakes, Republicans, everybody. We're, whether it's two more years or four more years, 
Mark my words collectively. We're all going to be cleaning this oh, shit I up. I say it on stage all the time. I go, what, whenever, whenever like a hardcore lefty or a hardcore righty thinks they're in the right, they're both in the wrong. We're all getting fucked. It's not, it's all not like, of no us. one's winning. Nobody's, nobody's winning. Nobody's winning. Nobody's We're all fucking, getting fucked. We're nobody's all getting fucked. fucking winning so that, this that, shit. That to me is the funniest thing about all that shit. And I talk a little bit about it on stage, but I don't get deep into it. I don't really care enough to, to get into this thing with them. I'd rather talk about my world and what's happening. But I do think it's funny that when I do shit on Democrats and Republicans for being fucking arrogant assholes about this about this competition of one another, they tend to kind of start to come along and go, oh yeah, maybe that is ridiculous that we're, we're all getting fucked by the man. All getting fucked. Yeah, so this month, we're, we're all, all getting, getting fucked. All of us yeah, are we're getting all, fucked. We're all drowning miserably. So I think, I think as you continue on the road and as you keep going... Um, you, the nuances you'll fall in love with are, will also be some of the things that you hate, right? The particulars that you'll learn about those 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 moments on the road of like, why did that? Why did this city and this show love that joke so much? And this material didn't go over well. Like that's, I think, the testament to the road. The road will really check you down as far as like learning the little quirks of a, of a place and why they why they like certain things and why places don't. You know what I mean? Now, is it true? Because one time I was doing a podcast in it was in Minnesota or Milwaukee. One of them, and I said something about sports, and, and it caught me. They were like, started fucking like hissing and hawing, and I was like, what the fuck? And then someone said, you know, politics, but sports on the road, especially for guys, like, watch what you say. It's, it's real divisive. Yes. Because I caught, I was like, I, it wasn't even like, let's say I was in Minnesota. It wasn't like, fuck the Vikings. It was just like a comment about, Something and they, I was like, "What the fuck is going on here?" You're well, here's why it's two layered for people like us. One, you're an LA guy to them, right? So or a any, New York guy. Well, that's what I'm saying. They know you're a New York guy, but they also know you live in LA. Uh huh. So the way that the country feels about New York and LA is already fucked them. And then also when we come into their house, and then we say something like, you know, ah, the fucking Pacers can eat ass. You know what I mean? Whatever. It's just like for them, they're like this New York, LA fucking asshole. It. That's like for them. That's the ultimate fuck you. Even if you're just fucking around, talking shit, I still like to talk shit about the city, about a sports team or something like that. Because if you do it in a clever, fun way, they know you're fucking around. I, that, they that. know you're fucking I just around. Did, like, whatever I said, like, it wasn't, I just was, it was like, kind of like I was just talking. And then, right. like, I was like, there was like a fucking shift. And I got out of it, but I was like, what the fuck? You know, like, I, right. you know, I know when I say something like to break balls, but like, it I just, like to say, I like to talk about an athlete that left. And I like right, to pretend, right, right, like, pretend right. like they're still there. Man, they get so mad. Right, right, right. <laughs> if I right. go, he's going to be so good this year. People go, oh, fuck that, you. Right. But they're laughing because they right. know I'm they, being an that's asshole. Funny. Yeah, they know I'm trolling them a little bit. So they, they know what they're getting into. What about, what about the uh, uh, one thing I found in, in stand-up is, is, is the player hating? Because yeah. it's a very Nietzsche kind of thing. Oh, yeah. And I don't like that shit. No. Because also I know that uh, uh, you know people... Like because I'm, I know stand-up com comedians very well, and comedians are fucking nuts. Yeah, out of your, we're all out of our fucking head. Like I mean, they're fucked up because even when I'm like in, like when I've spent a lot of time doing stand-up or focusing on my stand-up, yeah, or if I'm writing something or something comes in my head, like I'll go, I got, I got stop doing this because I'm like this is not a normal way, and if this is what you do <laughs> full time and you're yeah. hard body and you're doing it for years, like this can make you. Nuts. Yes, you have to step. It's away. very insular, insular, oh, yeah. insular, 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 insular yeah. thing. Oh yeah, you have to be able to. I always like to say, if a young comic asks me for advice, you know, when a young comic says like, just and I'm not Mister, I'm not the prophet, but I always have tidbits that I go, hey, here's some rules. Have have a life. Have a you life. need a life. Have a life because people get in this world where that's the only thing they give a shit about. And I'm like, I promise you'll regret it years later because you'll be lonely and you'll, you'll you, maybe you'll make it. 
But you'll be lonely as fuck and you won't have anything to do or to show for it because you'll go, I spent all my time trying to do this fucking thing and I don't really give a fuck about anything else in the world. You know, like have relationships and, and friendships and, and, and go do, you know, comics are so worried about being embarrassed. Comics hate being like, uh, there's this comics, young comics hate to feel vulnerable because they do every night on stage. So in their outside world, they're like, I don't want to look like an idiot or a loser. You know what I mean? They want to make sure they preserve something. That makes sense. And I always say, fuck that. Let it all go. Be who you are. Fuck it, you do something annoying. Or, look, I always love sports. I never stopped enjoying sports and I brought it a little bit to the stand-up world. A lot of my friends didn't. A lot <laughs> right. of them didn't give a fuck about sports. Right. So it was just kind of like, I'm still gonna meet people and do that thing and have that be my part of my life. You can't just have it be just stand-up because you see it and there is a lot of haters. The player hating, I don't like. Oh, there's a lot of haters, I don't man. like it. Have I, you felt it? Has anybody fucking, sh has anybody come up to hell, you in a stand-up game? No one's come up to me, but you could just tell. You can feel it. Yeah, yeah motherfuckers. I'm like, what the fuck is, yo, and also the crazy thing is like there's there's room for everybody to get money a lot of there's room for everybody to have a special Everyone there's room for everybody eat. to tour right like what the fuck are you worrying about me for like I'm just like what are you worrying about me for right well that was my whole thing you know when uh, what's her name uh uh why can't I think of her name? The porn star that went on the road, uh, uh, Donald Trump. The, why, why can't I think of her fucking name? Stormy. Uh, Stormy Daniels. Right. Did she, she do stand up or she, strip? She, she did stand up, dude. She did. She listen. She, she's a, she she's, did one or two shows or whatever. But stand up and the community got mad. And I was like, hey man, if you think your fans, if she she's taking away money from you, you're out of your yeah, fucking you're mind. You're fucking crazy. You're fucking nuts. If you think she's taking away money from anybody, you nah, think you're out of your fucking mind. Yeah. They go. That, you know. Let who, her fucking live, man. Go. Like, fucking let her go fucking breathe, man. You think that she. She's doing this because she's a she's a fucking Sarah Silverman fan and she's inspired by Joe. <laughs> she's trying to fucking make ends meet. She's fucking, you know. Yeah, she's like she's like no man. Yeah, where standups were were offended by this I shit. No, you know what it was? It, it, it was more standups were like annoyed that it was like oh why does she get to fuck? Oh, fucking she relax. Like, yeah, well, fucking relax, man. They got their they got their fucking thumbs in their ass. Yeah, so they're fucking, so tight. You know, because it's like like. I would never think like this. Like, I'm an actor, right? I'm an actor first. Like, a stand-up, oh, he's acting with me. Let's see if... The, I would never treat another actor... Right. Like, oh, he's a... He's obviously talented. So, yeah, something worked. Something what the fuck worked. Is, you know, it, 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 like, I don't know. I would just... I don't get it. I don't understand have you ever it. Have you ever worked with somebody? You don't have to You don't have to say the name, but have you ever worked with somebody that you thought was going to be great but turned out to be not so good? As an actor? Yeah. You don't have to say a name. Nah, but you, you but know, there, has there been an instance when you're like excited to work with someone and then you work? I've with them never and you're had. Like, I've never had a, a, a bad experience with anybody I was looking forward to working with. That's a great thing. I, I've never had. That happens a lot in stand up. I feel like there's guys that I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see his shit, or, or like, you know what I mean, or like. And then when you meet them, yeah, and I'm kind of like they're either an asshole or their shit sucks, and I, I and now I'm like, oh fuck, I I thought you were something else, and I guess like you're kind of this cunty dude and uh, you have an attitude about yeah, shit yeah 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 th there's a lot of stand-ups that the, sometimes they've been doing it for a long time and they get super jaded and they're dismal and yeah 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 and then it's weird you know we all have a little bit of jadedness I, every comic does but there's a couple of guys it, it's never happened in the acting world for me but yeah sometimes I met some stand-ups I'm like oh fuck you suck. I thought you yeah, were going to be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. you were going to get it. You know, yeah, I thought yeah, we, yeah. we were going to be able to play as humans. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. No. I, I, I've never had it with actors. No. never. I've never had any, especially anybody that... I've never had, you know, I've never had like that nightmare thing or like the, the people that I idolize. Right. They've always been either just really cool and respectful or beyond, re like, you know, like really cool. Yeah. You know, like they some go, of them. They go, they go beyond it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's like fucking Robert De Niro. I've worked with him twice. You know, you know, it's not like I got to, you know, pick his brain about everything, but he was 
totally cool with me, totally encouraging while we were working, yeah. totally giving, was there off camera, all that shit. <laughs> he's that guy. To he's me, that he's, fucking he's dude. that guy. He is he's that, that fucking dude. He's incredible, man. So now uh, uh, um, we're coming we're coming close to our good night, to our swan song. But oh, I wanna, we're singing I, now? Yeah, yeah, we're going to sing at all the right. end. And I know you got a good voice, man. I know you yes, got a pipe. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, you got a bunch of stuff coming out and coming up. Is atypical? Uh, you, are you doing that again? We're What's doing that now. Okay, We're doing you're shooting that. it right now. Season three, which Dope. I which and if, I enjoy. And if people it. haven't seen the show, uh, you're fucking you're losing it because it's a it's a phenomenal show. You need to check that shit out. Thank you. Um, and uh, in the meantime, you're gonna be touring a little bit, so you're going to San Francisco this weekend. San Francisco this weekend, the 18th and the 19th at Cobb's Comedy, and then I'm gonna be at the American Comedy Company, Company in, in San, San Diego. Diego. June 2nd. Have you, you've done all these places, I've done right? I've done that, but when I go down, I usually do the La Jolla Comedy Store because I'm a, a comedy store guy. So I go down and do that. That's kind of my... I have that's my loyalty. You know what I mean. I have to do the store when I go to San Diego. Is there like is there like church and state? Is there like no? Listen, you could do both, right? But it's just like uh, that's my. You've I, been there, yeah. I'm, I got I, you. and I'm one of the, that's my spot. Now. I got you. So it's just kind of like you. It's weird. You get kind of like linked up, and you're like, that's what I do. I got. It'll you. happen in different cities. You'll see like there's an improv, and then there's like a, a helium or a funny bone, and you kind of pick. They don't give a fuck. What I you got do, you. But you start to go. I like this. Cat. I got you. I like this thing. The way they do this thing is. I dope. got you. Yeah, it'll it'll. It, it's unfortunate because you meet sometimes you'll meet the owners of of, of both clubs. I'm or sure they're all cool and they're dope. And right. you're like, oh fuck, I don't know. I mean, this guy's money is better, but I love that. I love the right. way that this guy does this and and the club. Something about you, the well, club. It's always about the club. There's always like a. You'll go. I like this club so much more, but the money is better at this other club or whatever. That that becomes this. I got this you. fucking game. I got you. But um, so I'm not even thinking about that yet because yeah. I'm, I'm just happy to be doing the shit yes it's 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 you're 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 deep in it right now you're yeah. like you're you're in the thing i don't have any like i don't have any um any uh uh i don't even have any reference points no right that's what's good yes it's raw it's yeah it's, it's just it's happening as it's so happening you could send me like oh this shithole this shithole <laughs> I don't, like oh yeah you could take a take a totally take advantage like of yeah it. i never heard of this place big toe texas but yeah. i guess i'll go down yeah i'll go there, there to go yeah, yeah we'll so, find out because i'm just like finding my things you know i'll come back in three months i'll be fucking arrogant yeah, be like, so this fucking shit yeah, like, you know who sucks yeah. you know who sucks yeah. i'll tell you the name all the clubs so uh, ra- uh what is it uh, what's your what's your, what's a website for tickets is what uh, 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 MichaelRappaportComedy.com MichaelRappaportComedy.com Yes And we'll put the link in the description Yes And uh, go see him this weekend at Cobb's uh, Up in San Francisco uh, Friday, when this drops I'm, I'm Friday, I'm at uh, the Ice House in Pasadena So come out and see me in that shit And then two weeks, I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina I'm going dude. down there Have you been Raleigh, down there before? Baby. Yeah, I've been there a bunch I got what? family lives down there I'm doing good nights in Raleigh that's the name of the club. It's fucking amazing. Okay, I love that shit. It, so you've been there before? Yes, man. What's I love what's it. a crowd like in Raleigh? Fun as fuck. Dope. But Ra- Ra- Raleigh's an interesting part of North Carolina, right? Because Charlotte, Charlotte's obviously their you know that's their that's their main it's the main city. But Raleigh is this big big city, small town feel where there's a fuckload of people in Raleigh, but it just has this more down home. You know, it's it's more it's more uh, people's people, I guess, is the way to say Got it. You. you know, I like them. Okay, I like them, and I and I, and I fuck with those guys in Raleigh. Go right, to uh, MichaelRapportComedy.com, AndrewSantino.com. I appreciate you. On our outro, we're gonna play uh, another song uh, from who? I'm gonna let me, I'm gonna play one song. Uh, one. Who's this guy? This is so so far. By the way, we 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 hit up Jarv and we had Joel Frame. Jarv was number one. Joel Frame yeah, was Jarv good. and Joel Frame. Now this guy. Who's uh, this fucking guy? Who's this fucking dude? Let's hear. Uh, this is uh, uh, Ch- uh, Chase Moore. This is right. Chase Moore. See you ready? Chase, you want to hear me anymore? Let's see. In here, 
We pour whiskey, 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 yeah. whiskey, whiskey. And this is a good and beat to rhyme off. Up. Yeah, this is this is our podcast intro. Yeah. But this is like it sets you up. This I'm is like basic ginger to my liver twisted like a fidget spinner. I'm seeing flashes and I'm snapping nope. the bigger picture. Got the hunger. You would think I'm She's skipping right. dinner. Nah. On these cats Chase no more. The flow <laughs> colder than the winter blizzard. You could feel it in your gut like I got your inner gizzards and slip with scissors. He's alright. He's okay. When the beat is on, Theo Vaughn, this shit's a hitter. But eh. I'm with my man Sansa. He, he, he could do it better. Yeah. Like a Bambino. Okay. Tuscan Raider. My fam like the same people. We meddling together. Magneto. I understand why they act upset. I'm the last man standing. No backup left. Okay. I ain't seen a rapper man up yet. We just laughing at the act like a stand-up set. He should be fucking lucky you're getting played on this fucking podcast. Chase <laughs> Moore. What did you say? The five-minute rule? Yeah, that's the five. Yeah, that's the fifteen-second rule. rule, motherfucker. Crowd is getting restless with you. Chase well, no more. Shout out to Joel Frame and Jarv. Chase Moore. You got to. I think you got a B minus out of rap. I think Chase I, no more got a C plus. <laughs> the, the other guys got. The other guy got an A minus, and the other guy got a B plus. All right, that's pretty good. You got a fucking A minus. That's not bad. That's not bad. In the school of hip hop, from yeah, that's pretty that's fucking good. All right, man. Thanks, brother. Appreciate, Appreciate it. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me five dollars for the whiskey and seventy-five dollars for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. <laughs>